0: For the 12 days of Christmas, the Premier League gave to me 12 stolen points, 11 goals on Sunday, 10 Jose Sar saves, 9 United points drifts, 8, F- 8 infected spurs, 7 home victories, 6 bullshit pens, 5 additional minutes, 4 Saudi daggers, 3 Arsenal Weldies, 2 Jimenez bookings, and a scoreless draw at Burnley. Is that how it goes?
1: Oh, that's, that's lovely. Round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening through your headsets. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, the pod named after the fact that in Australia, you have to start all bloody night to watch all the European football. And this week, apparently, every single damn game was decided by a fucking penalty. Also, Adelaide United kind of sucked a bit. They kind of sucked a bit. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, Tommy's on the other end of the line there.
0: Uh, nice work on your, uh, your Premier League uh, Christmas little jingle there. Good work. Thank you. I'm feeling festive. The Prem's got me feeling. Very, you know, Christmassy, I suppose. And I'm just hearing these songs constantly all day working in retail. So they're always on my mind. It's good to see. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky, bro. Uh, let's yeah. get uh,
1: stuck into A-League chat straight away. We had a bit of a discussion before about this. Our uh, mate, everyone's favorite uh, ball technician and line line lino. Line <laughs> well, adjudicator. Line adjudicator, Robbie Snyder. A, a physical var being. The physical bar being Robbie Slater has penned a, an opinion piece about what the A-League needs to do to be successful. Would you like to run through this and give us your thoughts?
0: I would, yes. I just need to find it first. <laughs> <laughs> it's disappeared from my view. Basically, Robbie Slater is misconstruing um, Ange doubts on... just Well, not the doubts, but... It's, yeah, you know, Coglu expressed concern that another new A-league isn't necessarily a good thing. And just to be wary of repeating the same mistakes So we've we've been over. You know, there's a cycle you can get into every 15, 20 years, like trying to reinvent your product. And that's it's just that's just not how football works in a global sense. And that's not how we're going to get it to stick in Australia. So that was his point. Somehow Robbie Slater has twisted that positive energy into. A ludicrous $5 million marquee fund for every club in the league. That's 12 times $5 million, $60 million.
1: Yeah. Uh, Is Robbie paying for this on his own?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we shouldn't. How hard should we go in on Robbie? I, (laughs) I don't think he has a lot of disposable income given half of his income is has been divided a couple of times. <laughs> Let's just say. We'll leave it at that, probably. Um, is that yeah, defamatory? This is bad. I had a, I had a
1: read of this and I was like, you know, <laughs> are all these clubs just coming up with $5 million on their own? Like, is Football Australia just whipping out $60 million to give to each club and, like, like he's spread on it that, across the league? and.
0: Yeah, he's called on the APL to do it, but from what? From where? <laughs> There's no Saudi uh, investment fund.
1: I don't know. Like, Marquees aren't the answer to everything. we got to get out of this trap. Oh, I thought yeah. the whole the whole point of all this, and I think what Ange wants to see most um, come from his comments is uh, teams in the A-League developing young players and Australia kind of producing young talent that comes through and plays for the Socceroos and moves overseas and are successful yeah. footballers. We get a few slip through the cracks. There was a bit of mention about that that lad at Roma who was turned down by Sydney and... West Sydney. Sydney and West Sydney, potentially. So yeah, And he's made an appearance for Roma now under Jose Mourinho. And I guess the focus is on how these players slip through the cracks and disappear. It all ties into a bigger conversation about the quality of the league, um, where the league's heading in the future of it. There are... Probably some concerning crowd numbers at the moment. It's probably fair yeah. to say.
0: Yeah, but is that across the board? I mean, we, we, the BBL is it's well across down, the board in sure. uh, yeah in all sports. I'd say at the moment. So mm. maybe unfair. I saw one bunch, uh, one uh, one pair of hosts on SEN try to try to twist the the A League crowds being down, the BBL crowds being down into is NBL now the number one summer sport in the country. it's like really, <laughs> is it? No, why would people want to be indoors if <laughs> they're concerned anyway?
1: Basketball sucks anyway.
0: Hey, this yeah, could be I'm, an anti. I'm sorry, pop. I'm
1: sorry if you, you're out there and you're listening and you love basketball, but yeah, this is not for me. This is, it's not for me. Yeah, if you're that into it, get in touch. We'll have a start your own night shift basketball, we'll get it going.
0: <laughs> It'll end up being more popular than this one,
1: <laughs> yeah, when they talk about LeBron James. Yeah, everyone that comes that in. Oh, yeah. LeBron, he's got X amount of rings. Oh.
0: He's a blockbuster, baby.
1: Are you ready to talk about how bad Saturday night was at High Marsh?
0: Yeah. yeah. I was let's, just trying to avoid it again.
1: Let's talk about Adelaide United 1, Melbourne Victory 2. First time Melbourne Victory have beaten us here since 2017, I want to say. hmm January 2017. 2017. Uh
0: this I just there's not a lot of positives to take out of this one. Nah, there's really not. I mean, even if you wanted to say there was some sort of fight back because we equalized, it was pretty fortuitous goal, and we didn't, we weren't in the game again for long. <laughs> and when we equalized, and um, you know, that's that's the only time where we only had sort of any opportunity undeserved, but any kind of opportunity to get something out of the game. And Melbourne stamped their authority straight away again, pretty much from the resumption.
1: Yep. I made a mention to you in the stadium about 15 minutes in, I think, where I said this is like, it's looking a lot like the previous weeks already mm-hmm. where we do have this... Uh, we're good at keeping the ball sometimes. We fizz it around a bit, get teams we moving. Ball. We're good at it. Uh, we're also good at swarming the opposition when they get it early on, uh, swarming them and winning it back. But we don't do anything with it. We cannot create clear chances. We do not cut open defenses. We don't look particularly dangerous very often.
0: Uh, it's starting to be a bit of concern. What do you think? I wonder if we did end up you know, performing our own Ronaldo trick here in signing the club legend, the one good for the fan engagement, you know, the one a person that's going to be popular in the dressing room and sort of, you know, boost the club in a, in a, in a different sense to the, to the footballing side. Because it was painfully obvious from the previous season that we needed a 10. And there was one spot left in the team. And I just, I feel like by signing Izzy, we missed out on that opportunity to further the, the 11 in the, in the area it needed.
1: Yeah, potentially. Um, we definitely need a 10. That's glaringly obvious. I think we said the same thing last week. We probably said it the week before. Mm. We definitely said it in the off season. We hope to target one. And we didn't, unless we're going to count George Blackwood.
0: <laughs> well, at this point, let's just give him a go. Like, we signed him. <laughs> we, yeah. can't, we, we can't score goals. We, we can't win football matches in the moment. Um, I'm not saying like throw the, throw the bath water out and all of that. But if we're going to continue to play in this style without, a, you know, a ball creating mid a creative midfielder on the ball, it's going to be like this for the whole season. And it's bizarre. So yeah, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Yeah. It also, day. it also sees Yangi get isolated. I thought he was,
1: does, yeah, he was decent in the first half for a little while. He was working hard, putting himself about, but he he ends up having to do a lot of work when the ball comes into him and there's no one within like, there's no Adelaide player within 20 meters of him. Yeah, And no immediate support. He's got the two defenders up his ass and then the other teams like they had Broxham and Belante dropping in there Mm. to pick up the scraps. And he he did a good job of it early and then a bit of a a shameful dive in the box. And then after that, he went to crap and barely touched it after that created that one good opening in the second half just before he came off. But um, I, don't think, I don't think he played well, but I think his confidence is probably also taking a hit when he's just so isolated up there.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not an ideal way. And I don't think he is at his best when he is isolated. Um, he plays best off of players, I think. One, two situations, yep. darting in behind off of a quick pass that splits the defense. And he doesn't have the partner, which is why personally I'd like to see Via play 4-4-2. just because I think him and Mo would actually provide like fruitful goals. yeah. And I I think we could still probably hold the ball as well as we do um, without that extra midfielder, especially if we play one day at centre-back who the idea for me, I like better than what the execution was on the weekend. (laughs) But I think if we can have a genuine ball playing centre-back that pushes into midfield to provide the three going forward, you're not going to lose anything out of midfield if you play two up front. So I don't know. What do you think of one Day at centre back? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, hard to make an assessment on it because the defence got they got ripped open a few times, but they also kind of also saved it getting worse a few times. Well, Jakobsen mainly had a few crucial interceptions. Yeah. Um, Tratt yeah, also game. every now and again put in a huge tackle last ditch mm-hmm. that was needed. Juan Day turned the ball over a bit. He did. I'm yeah. sure it could probably work. I don't know. I'd, the whole structure of the team, I think, is the problem more yeah, so, I yeah, don't know. Which is
0: why I'm leaning we should change it up.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you feel about maybe trying a three, three or three five, back. like a well, five-three, same thing. I don't Wing mind backs, I don't know. Given our troubles with, we don't really have, we got a bit of fullback trouble at the moment, I think. And Josh Cavallo didn't look great out there. I think he's probably wasted
0: at left back too. Definitely. Definitely. This is and- in my in my mind. I think if we had gone out and signed an attacking midfielder instead of Izzy Cavallo could have been playing at DM or in central midfield or whatever. Yeah, where he's much more suited. Um, not that he's playing poorly, and you know I'm not going to get on Trat's back too much because, uh, as a guy being asked to play out of position, I think he did all that he possibly could for us in that game. Um, yep. Especially because I picked up this stat on Twitter during uh, after the game. Um, there was 55.8% of Melbourne Victory's attacks came from their left-hand side, which is obviously targeting Tratt at our right-back uh, position. So that they that overloaded that, that spot as well, constantly putting him under pressure. That's where the second goal did come from. So, I mean, I guess you've got to take that into account. But can't question Tratt's work rate and energy, enthusiasm and all of that, I suppose.
1: Yeah, we've got to be fair. Um, we all know he's not... <laughs> He's not a superstar. I was a bit, <laughs> a bit baffled by the signing of him, to be honest. Um, but if he can just come in and do a job when he's needed, that would go all right. We have bigger issues than Trap playing right back, uh, I think. It's, it's part of a bigger issue. It's
0: part of it. Yeah, you just wonder it. how, how it's got to this.
1: Uh, I wanted to put to you about uh, what do you think of Craig Goodwin at the moment? Um,
0: uh, he has the ultimate forgive pass for me, Craig, when he's out of form. He can remain yeah. out of form. I'm gonna, I'm gonna excuse it for the injury, um, and that's pretty much what I'm gonna put it on. I think he's just he'll be back in at like a month's time tearing it up. Is what I think, or I hope.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I hope so too. I just have concerns about him as an attacking left winger these days. He's not the fastest. He's a smart player, but um, when he's not looking to get in behind and take people on, it's not really his speed that's always killed defenders. It's his uh, quick his feet, and his ability on yeah. the ball. Yeah, very good. But he did come up against uh, Jason Gary I think is one of the better fullbacks in the yeah. competition. Yeah, for sure. He and he kept him pretty well out of it. Um, he didn't look dangerous at all. That's why I was um, questioning before, if we switched to a three or five at the back, how he would go as maybe a left wing back,
0: Craig. Very good, I reckon. I reckon he would be potent back there. It just depends. Can you get him to do it? Yeah, probably. But is he going to enjoy it? Maybe not. Um, And is that going to resonate for best performance?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would like to see it. That that would be my first pick for wing back position. And then have Harvey Lopez on the other side, who was probably the biggest loss from the game. Um, If we had him, you know, Melbourne's finishing wasn't great. Like we could have legitimately been 3-0 down at halftime. And we couldn't have had any complaints at all.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely, they had plenty of chances. There was that one brimmer put over the bar from an empty net. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that's a Mar- couple of good ones. Uh, Rojas threw one-on-one with Delinov, and Delinov made a great save. Did they also hit the post late in the half? That might have been Rojas as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they may have. Uh, Margiota got in some good positions and just blew it, uh, but then got one in the second half. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot to be worried about. I know we said uh, we said before well at the start of the season we said we'd take three points from the first four games <laughs> yeah and we have three points <laughs> however the manner in which those three <laughs> points have come I expected yeah. us to maybe have a couple more losses but pick up a win at least yeah um, and then the losses those sort of losses that you can kind of take because we've tried to score goals and we've tried to Get out and, and look promising. And yeah. we've looked promising. Something to build on. At the moment. Right now, I feel like we've just gotten away with the last three draws and we're lucky to have three points.
0: Yeah. What really concerns me is that Brisbane are bottom and Perth only have a point more than we do at the moment. And so we've yeah. played sides that haven't started well, also. <laughs> that Sydney. doesn't bode well. Sydney yeah, are below Sydney, us. Sydney are below us. Um, That'd be an interesting game, but like when we come up against Macarthur, Western United, you know, even Western Sydney, who are supposed to be in all this turmoil and Carl Robinson's under so much pressure in the media, they're above us comfortably and they have a win at least. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we got Western United this week, away from in home in Geelong, in Taney. Uh, Where is it? Somewhere
1: <laughs> wherever Western United play. Where do they play these days? Perth. They're from. They're B- Western. they're playing Perth. Bunbury. Western United, Ger- you'd think they'd be from Perth, wouldn't you? Ger- Geraldton, Geraldton,
0: Ngarra.
1: Nah, uh, they'll be probably probably playing in the southeast of Melbourne somewhere, which makes sense somewhere. for Western United. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then we're home against Perth next week. So, uh, oh, cool. Perth it's again. tough. It's tough to see where <laughs> we have a New Year's Day home game against Wellington. Maybe that's where we get the first victory. Who knows?
0: Yes, they did copper pasting from the Jets. Um, shout out Jets. They look pretty good. There you go. I worked it
1: in. Yeah, there you go. You got your Jets note in. They did look <laughs> all right. Yeah.
0: They did look good. The crowds are back. Um Pena's looks good. Mikutarzi looks good. Yeah. Watch the Jets. They're a fun game. Can
1: I just rewind a second. Ask you what you think of mm. uh Melbourne Victory at the moment.
0: Uh they're better than I thought they would be. We, we've um, kind of neglected <clears>
1: them just then. We were talking about how bad Adelaide yeah. are, but
0: Yeah, it's not all yeah, it can't be all Adelaide are bad. Um victory were a much more cohesive unit and uh, played with that bit of, that bit of shithousery, that, that victory, the great victory sides have done over time. There was, uh, there was a bit of back and forth between the players and the fans. Uh, There's a bit of bite again on the pitch as well. Lots of bookings, lots of fouls, lots of contentious moments. Crowd was up. Um, But victory for me, like Popper, it's just, he knows how to create uh, like a a winning formula in the A-League. That's for sure. He's He's brilliant, and his signings are great. And the signings looks are like, great. Yeah, when you looks look like at their, and, you look at their defense on paper,
1: you know you've got Jason Guerrier, Matthew Spiranovic, uh their import Miranda, yep. and Jason Davidson, Davidson. a Socceroo World Cup player. So
0: who looks like their best player so far? He's been excellent, devastating, man.
1: He was sent off for the second yellow. It was clear and blatant. I thought. And I've seen a bit of stuff online about it because uh, he's copying it a bit because of the way he treated the referee after he got a second yellow and then he's just marched over to the referee and is just barking at him, forces the referee to keep backing away from him. Uh, I'd like to see maybe more of a suspension for that because the treatment of referees by players and officials in this league, not in this league, in football in general, it's behind a lot of other sports in that regard.
0: Yeah, definitely. When you compare it to, uh, let's say, rugby, it's obviously huge respect for the officials in that game for understandable reasons. Even, even cricket, to an extent, I think they sort of um, there's sort of a better relationship between officials and the players that play. But yeah, in football, it's, it can be atrocious, and it does bleed down onto the Sunday league, and it does, you know, it, 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 I mean, I guess it permeates yeah. from the stands On- as well. We're not great supporters of the game when a referee <laughs> isn't... Um, isn't, isn't making good decisions But
1: <laughs> On that note um, We talked last week about it With Javi Lopez's red card mm. For his Kind of a just Descent yeah. Descent it Was pretty scathing It looked Deserving Deserving red card And then we yeah. talked about um, Perhaps how I don't know Looking up at When you look over to the bench You've got Carl and Ross Absolutely Letting go of it At officials Every week that kind of, there was a lot more conversation about this week, uh, about that this week again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of, I saw it's a lot of chat. Evident. A lot of chat. People were starting to get pretty sick of the way Ross in particular carries on on the sideline. And we have to include Carl in that as well. They tee off on officials a lot. And it's, it just looks, it doesn't look good. It looks bad. Yeah.
0: It's beyond the pale now. And they did it uh, when Yangi, um, Yangi did his best impression of a, of a swan. Uh, he and they lost their minds collectively. A blatant were, dive, yeah, blatant dive. They were certain it was a penalty, and they were not resistant at all in their in their criticism.
1: Uh, Viet has since so, thrown his defence behind Yangi for that as well, which I'm not too pleased about.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know where where we fall on this now because this is um. There's a few players in the Adelaide team that are getting quite well known for it. It's definitely a, a theme online now. There's a lot of association with Adelaide United divers. Not Steph. exactly, yeah, Steph. Not exactly the the look that I'd I'd like from, from my club, to be honest with you. When it works, it works. But to what extent uh, are we compromising? <laughs> you know, sportsmanship and gamesmanship. I don't like it. Just take the shot, Yengi. Like fuck me, man. He had the opening.
1: Yep, for sure, for sure. I thought he should have had the shot. It
0: looked like a dive
1: straight away. Everyone, the stadium was going mental when it happened. From where oh, I was, did. I honestly thought it looked like a. It, died. it looked like the defender was nowhere near close enough for it to be a foul. <laughs> for you to pick that with your eyesight and from where we sit
0: is remarkable.
1: Well, maybe it's maybe I'm just triggered by the rest of the stadium and I take the opposite approach. Yep. Straight away devil's
0: advocate.
1: Devil's the advocate. Crowd. I love a bit of devil's advocate. I like uh, you know, mixing it up a bit.
0: It comes up more often than not. Have you got any more notes on that game? Uh, not particularly, no. Just you know, victory were good. They'll probably finish above where I predicted them to finish. They they look comfortable top four now. It just depends. Longevity, injuries, all that kind of thing. Um, Really? You know, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say really good considering they play a man down every week as well with Broxham in the middle of the park.
0: (laughs) They had nine men when Cruz came on. So it's just, that's a really, really good call.
1: When Davidson got sent off. (laughs) (laughs) They had Davidson sent off and they had, Broxham and Cruz out there, so an eight-man Melbourne victory beat Adelaide United.
0: Get, yeah, we we give Cruz shit. Should acknowledge that he put on put on a platter for the uh, for the winner.
1: Yeah, we'll wrap it there. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, so
1: we do love it when people get in touch with us and kind of give us something to discuss. Here, we've had uh, Joe Makes been it way in touch. Easier. Joe has been in touch from uh, Mount Gambier. He. If you've, if anyone saw caused a bit of stir online on the social media platforms, we're not going, going to go into a discussion about active support because we kind of have, we kind of have had one the last couple of weeks, uh, a kind of separate discussion. But Joey was also also mentioning about Adelaide United's rural focus. Um, and I was going to put it to you. Do you think Adelaide United has a bit of a responsibility to the rest of the state's football fans i know they had they had one i think that they've had rural pre-season cup games in the past Mm -hmm. um and joe mentioned they had a game in 2008 a long while ago and nothing since and there doesn't seem to be any sort of marketing to rural areas so yeah i'll I'll just ask it again so it's fresh in your mind but does the club have a responsibility to the rest of the state's football fans
0: that's a really interesting question and i think it's comes back to how Adelaide United have marketed itself and whether or not, you know, the team and the club sort of shows South Australian values or are they trying to target a particular market? Because it's a franchise and because it's the only side in the state, it makes it very difficult to argue against that it should be for everyone in South Australia. Yeah. Um, But personally, I, I don't... I think it's for... And in, in the coming years, it'll emerge as being for a certain demographic and a certain geographical, um, like location, yeah. it, it, in and around the High Marsh area, filtering out into the northern suburbs a little bit more. Um, and then you'll find, as you know, the A League expands and stuff. It's not going to be a club for all South Australians, but sure. right now, maybe
1: you're saying there'll potentially be a second Adelaide A League club. Yeah, for point. sure. Yeah, for sure. I eventually. think
0: eventually, yeah, in the future, of course. Um, maybe not in the next. It'll be when promotion relegation comes in, yeah. And we'll get you know West Adelaide, Adelaide City, Metro Stars. Yeah, you know, take your take your pick. Campbell, we'll figure it out somehow. Uh, but those clubs will be the next ones, and then then you will see the divide.
1: I think it's a it's
0: a tough one for a club the
1: size of Adelaide United and in a state the size of South Australia, and I guess in you know, a it goes furthermore to like the size of Australia in general. Um, and the, I guess the focus on football in general in rural areas of Australia seems very much like, a, you know, Aussie rules football in winter cricket in summer, not a lot of love for the world game. <laughs> um, I guess that's, you know, I don't want to not dismissing, the perspectives of people who are football fans in rural areas. I guess it must be tough living in a rural area and trying to follow football and get involved with it when you're not getting much attention at all. But I just wonder if, I Mm. guess, clubs like Adelaide United probably do not, they probably don't see it as having any benefit
0: to them promoting it like that. Yeah, which is a cold, that's just a cold, hard truth of the situation. I don't
1: mean that in a bad way. It's just, yeah, yeah, the truth of it, I think, is probably how they would see it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's why you don't see the crows go out and play in Mount Gambier in an AFL game. Like, when when was the last time that happened? Uh, I have no idea, to be honest. If, so, if ever, like, yeah. I mean, the AFL would rather go to China than take a game in Tasmania.
1: Like- I think they try to play rural. Um, <laughs> they try to play like rural preseason games sometimes. Yeah. So maybe that's something Adelaide could do more of. I guess, uh, unless we count like Adelaide's MPL team going to Perry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's always fun though <laughs> Yeah,
1: fun fun trip it's a, good,
0: it's a great trip uh in saying that you know this is why the rural leagues and the country leagues are so strong because they're community driven and you've sort of got to divest all of your attention into that into, into your local game there it's it's just too hard there's no the infrastructure to be able to continually yeah. move centralized teams into the rural areas all the time with all the you know modern hang-ups of broadcast and I just, you know, that takes yeah. that's a lot of money. That's even more money than Slater's marquee fund. <laughs> yeah, Winston probably is. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know what the best
1: avenue for that would be. I guess it would be like uh, for those in rural areas who are big fans of the game and big fans of Adelaide United, I guess they need to somehow, they would have to somehow like muster numbers in support and maybe work with the club on that themselves, I guess.
0: Yeah, in saying that, it would be cool to see uh, like a rural. I, I can't say this fucking word. It would be good to see a regional round. A, a woo-woo. A woo-woo. A, uh, a regional round. A, re- a regional round, yeah, where you take you know one of the games into the far, far-flung areas of, of each state. That would be cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not fair. All right. How about this one? We'll talk about this. Uh, <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. I think it's completely ridiculous. I feel like you're going to counter me with a different argument the club championship that the A-League has come up with, where they're going to tally together the points of the men and women's sides.
0: What's the fucking point of this? Can you tell me? (laughs) The point is is that Adelaide United have a win on the board, okay? That is what the point is. Uh, This is a wholly fictional exercise that means nothing and holds no integral meaning because there's no... I mean, there's some clubs that only compete in one league. Like, it's not well, a Well, they're, they're not league. listed in the table. Are they not? They've excluded. No, they're not.
1: You, to be part of the club championship, you need
0: to have a men and women's team. So what happens when Adelaide United beats Canberra, for example? There's no points or there are points? I couldn't tell you the answer to that. <laughs> Does everyone get I like, three? I don't know. I like the idea in principle. I think it's a... Do you, If mate? you had okay, you have to have really specific conditions and it has to be a closed league like the A-League is and the W-League. You have to have the same teams in each of them, playing the same teams in each of them. So it doesn't work now. But the concept of having one club represent more than one playing team, a professional adults playing team, I don't think we're too far from something like that. It feels kind of to me like a Constructors' Championship. It does
1: feel a bit like that. The only uh, one thing I can think of just it literally just sprang to mind then was uh, i know in the past over in the uk talking about like the premier league and when liverpool or liverpool still are pretty dominant but the year they won the league and there was lots of talk about how negligent they were of their women's yes side so i don't know if this is maybe a way for clubs to ensure that they're i guess giving equal attention or more focus to their women's
0: side as well as the men's side, which I think a league clubs generally do pretty well. They do. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, Melbourne city's uh, women's team have the best female facilities of any of the football codes in the country. Like there's no doubt about that. They're in high performance training units and they they get access to everything the men do down there. Um, Yeah. I think if the APL gave the winner of this competition money, and like scaled the prize money down to second, third, fourth, and fifth. Like, I think that would be a good incentive to promote your women's team and engage in your in the women's game as well. Be good.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Be
0: good to see, especially because Adelaide United are winning as well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I still think is a lot of crap. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about derbies in the A League? Because you sent me this thing. I don't know where you got it. Where did you get this thing? Just you some get this- random,
0: another random group. I, <laughs> I can't remember which one, and I don't random really want to. Yeah, I don't want to give them the kudos for this either. Okay, I, I, I created this image, Sam. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna
1: spit these out. <laughs> these are listed as like six, what great, excellent derbies best. in the A League. The best, the, the six best, best, best in the A-League. derbies in the A. All right. So we've got surprise, surprise. We've got Adelaide, Melbourne victory. We have Central Coast versus Newcastle, the F3 derby. We've got the Melbourne derby, Melbourne City versus Melbourne Victory. We've got Melbourne Victory versus Sydney. Or I don't know why Melbourne Victory are in like seven out of six of these. There's uh, a recurring theme here. We've got the Sydney derby, <laughs> Sydney versus West Sydney. And then for reasons that I could not tell you, <laughs> Perth versus Wellington is listed. The dis- I cannot believe you disrespect the distance derby like that. I will. I will disrespect. Where do it. you?
0: Where do you get off? It is where a legitimate. It's a legitimate rivalry. Somewhere,
1: somewhere between Perth and Wellington is where I get off. About <laughs> well, halfway. Halfway. Yeah. yeah.
0: Halfway. <laughs> um, I, I like that rivalry because it's the biggest or the second biggest.
1: Uh, is it a rivalry?
0: In... Uh, I don't think it's a rivalry. We've made that it's, up. It's We're not a derby. Made that up in their head. I think what we have to do first is establish the rules and that a derby can only be teams located like near each other. Yeah, That's what a derby is, right?
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. So and then you you're have, right. Perth, you can Wellington, have
0: rivalries that develop as well, course, but they're not course, derbies. Yeah. Like. And so in saying that, Perth-Wellington is obviously sick in this list, but I think it is a rivalry that has been developing over time. You see now Wellington get some of their best crowds out at, at the Perth games. Because that, there's just a buzz. I want
1: No, nah, I want numbers on this. I want sources. Right. You, I'll deliver numbers You next cannot week. I'll say come something like that on here and not back that up. I want numbers. I'll come back next you think week think Wellington numbers? get their best numbers
0: when they play Perth at home. I said some of their best. Some of their – well, now we're loosening. You watch. I'll be able to prove that there's a trend each season that when they play Perth, more people attend.
1: I'm making a note of it, and I'm going to – I'm going to hold you to this. At some point, you're going to be held accountable for this opinion.
0: In the court of in the court of Sam. In the court packed. of night shift.
1: You've just you've just put it out as gospel to the footballing <laughs> world and our our billions of listeners around the globe
0: that Perth business. versus
1: Wellington is a, a massive rivalry and they get massive numbers.
0: Yeah, just just you wait. I'll, I'll do it. Just you wait. All right. Who comes in fifth then? <laughs>
1: In uh, fifth there, I'm sorry to do it, but it's Central Coast, Newcastle.
0: Oh, but this is, for me, this is the purest of the derbies because it it's, goes back to what we were just talking about. This is an actual regional example. I know they won't like to be called regional, but yeah. they are cities, but they are outside of the major metropolitan centres. Like this for me is like the one that excites me the most of the concept of a Derby because they're divided by a single highway or whatever it is. And that's cool. That's that's what, it, it just seems cool to me. That you can all have right. two of these teams. Competing. Where do you have that one then? That for me is second.
1: <laughs> second. <laughs> Are we really going to rank all these?
0: Well, we're halfway there, so.
1: Okay. Fourth, um, fourth for me in that would be the, probably the Melbourne Derby.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's where I've got yeah. mine.
1: Melbourne City. I don't know, there's something very fake about it. <laughs> <laughs> Something very fake about Melbourne City. Don't like it.
0: Third, I'm putting the Sydney Derby. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. This is the one I had as number number one. Did you? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. I think it. I, and if we can, we're allowed to call Sydney East Sydney without being called anti Semites. Um, sure. This is probably the best example of cross town rivalry in the in the country, and the crowds are great. And when they're both good. Which hasn't been for a while, but in some of those early earlier games, that that was the main event of any yeah. season.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. In terms of cross cross town rivalry, sure. Um. I just think the other the other two that I've got second and first are bigger. But yeah.
0: Do you think they're bigger because they're older? We're I feeding. Think, yeah, into that's this, definitely yeah. a part of it. Because um, obviously the top two are going to be victory Sydney, victory Adelaide.
1: Well, I think what it is about. Yeah, I don't know who I would have as the bigger one between Adelaide, Melbourne and Melbourne, Sydney. I think what it is about those is just they, they traditionally are beyond the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they are, Hundred
1: percent. they go into like politics, society kind of culture. They kind of span all those things. Um, Adelaide and Melbourne, massive rivalry always about like other sports. like mm-hmm. Aussie rules football a long way back. Um, Adelaide feeling perhaps that Melbourne uh, kind of uh, ignore us a bit, don't rate us as highly as we should be. Um, and Sydney Sydney and Melbourne have always had this like massive dick measuring contest between each other. Perfect. So, yep. no, And, now, and yep. now they have a football teams that can, you know, play that rivalry along thing. as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: I would probably rank uh, Adelaide-Melbourne above Melbourne-Sydney. Melbourne-Sydney seems more confected, more marketed, more... Yeah, just, just a big blue. I
1: suppose.
0: Yeah, the big blue. I guess it's just like a beat up. It's more of a beat up. I know they call this one the original rivalry as like the name because everyone everything needs a fucking name. OG. Um but they're
1: just sponsored by Krispy Kreme, OG Glaze
0: Original Rivalry. <laughs> the original rivalry. It'd be good to see donuts come out ahead of the rivalry. <laughs> That'd be nice. All we get is fucking donuts in our wins column. Um so you reckon Adelaide-Melbourne, biggest rivalry? I think probably,
1: yeah. I think Adelaide. Uh, it, biggest well, derby. Sorry,
0: we're saying biggest derbies. <laughs> I think maybe
1: Melbourne-Sydney just based on the numbers.
0: Okay. yeah, And the history.
1: Given that we're from Adelaide, like... It's bias, yeah. It's Melbourne victory. But, you know, I think you and I personally feel more towards Sydney FC than Melbourne victory, don't we?
0: Uh yeah just Sydney's existence yeah Melbourne pisses me off when they win but the the idea of Sydney FC really irritates me.
1: Yeah. Fair. All right. Shall we uh leave all the Aussie chat there and should we get across to some some absolute farcical scenes from England's top flight football. Farcical. I'm going with farcical, farcical here. I yeah. have nothing else. All right. We've got I've got a list here in front of me. They're all controversial penalties. We'll start with uh, we'll our favourite with...
0: topic. <laughs> we'll start with Rüdiger times two. Give me what you got. I just in you know in the true spirit of giving, it's like, it's nice to see the officials thought it'd be a good idea to give the Super League clubs <laughs> the points of the poor, <laughs> robbed lowly Leeds, lowly Wolves, lowly Norwich, average Villa. Yeah. All robbed we're miss, to we're pay missing for a, f- missing a few presents under the tree.
1: Robbed to give points to the big boys.
0: <laughs> but hey, at least West Ham remembered Burnley. Poor downtrodden and Burnley <laughs> gave yeah. them some points. Didn't uh, any of them. Rudiger, 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 toughest man on the pitch when the whistle's blown. Yeah, When he's on the ball, turns to water quite quite fast, doesn't he? Yeah, Inter- interesting, interesting footballer, Rudiger. I have a lot quality, of- no doubt.
1: I have a lot of uh, emotions from the, watching all the the footage from over the weekend, mm. and a lot mm-hmm. of anger. It's been tough, right? Like that goes beyond the normal things that people should do. Irrational <laughs> hatreds. So, I'm not Lists. entirely sure about the first Rudiger penalty. Uh, he's definitely going down before. <laughs> before, <laughs> before. It's the one of those, like. <laughs> when you play FIFA and the computer knows what you're doing before you press the button, Rüdiger's going down before they've even pressed slide tackle. It's a load of shit. All right. (laughs) He does kind of collect him after, but of course he's going to collect him. If you just drop on the floor, the second one, is it click? Yeah. It just has a little nibble at the back of Rudiger. Rudiger hits the deck. Like he has been, his ACL has been torn. Mm. He's that kid from the mutual community ad (laughs) fucking leg went that way. And his head went that way. Um, he's screaming in anguish. Rüdiger is in the most pain I've ever seen a footballer in ever. Mm. Uh, But no, he's fine. He's fine. And it's a penalty and uh, everyone just goes, Oh no, that's fine. And then the commentator goes, Oh, this is why we're addicted to the drama of the premier league. Fuck off. That's shit. Get the fuck up. I want to see someone snap him in half. Now that's my initial emotional reaction. (laughs) I want to see someone, if you're screaming like you're hurt, I want to see someone actually hurt them after And go, oh, so that's actual pain. This is not... This oh. is not
0: fake pain. Does this make me a bad person? <clears throat> uh, maybe only in a court of law and potentially yeah. uh, could it could get you on some, some kind of uh, warning list. But otherwise, no, I think it's perfectly natural. Yeah. He's bringing the game into disrepute, Sam. He's bringing it's, it into disrepute. It's shocking. Half of these fuckheads we're going to talk about are... <laughs> Overpr- overpaid, overvalued wankers, a lot of them.
1: While we're there, do you um, want to? Do you have anything on uh, Rudiger or Leeds Chelsea, just quickly while you're there?
0: Uh, yeah, I did. I just, I thought we, you know, we said the slide tackle's dead. It is obviously dead. Like there's, I, I R. don't R. think P. there's any debate anymore. I think even you said on the weekend, yeah, the slide tackle is now officially confirmed dead. You can maybe give the Rafinha one. Um, I think the Dan James penalty is probably one as well, just because he pokes it through his legs and then gets cleaned up. So. But again, he's not going anywhere with the ball or doing anything with it. He pretty much kicks it straight out. It's a collision of bodies, but
1: I'm I'm still okay with it being a pen that one.
0: Um, I just I thought it was interesting no Kanté for the last 3 games for Chelsea and they have conceded 8 goals in those 3 games, which is the same amount as they copped in their previous 18 matches. Ah, you cannot understate how important that guy is. He's very important. This
1: also bodes well for you in your uh, Jorginho needs a better midfielder with him. Thank you. Argument.
0: Precisely. It's you yeah. know you just read my next note, so let's Did skip I? on. Yeah. Go. <laughs> let's, yeah.
1: So, uh, what have you got next? Which
0: one? Oh, I was just going to shout out Joffy Gelhardt as well. Oh, Our okay. Youngest yeah. player to score for Leeds since James Milner. Uh, Nineteen years old, eighty-two seconds on pitch. Signed him for a million pounds from Wigan. He's going to be wild. I can't wait to see him. Well done, Joffy. Well done, Joffy. What is the next one? You've got the list. I've got Salah here. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right.
1: And here we go. I think if I was in charge of football, he would never play again.
0: Never again. Never again.
1: I've had enough. This guy dives so often. I'm sick of trying to talk up how good this guy is because he's so amazing to watch. And then he does bullshit like this. And I'm sick of everyone being okay with it and just saying it's part of the fucking game. It's not part of the game. This is bullshit. Get the fuck up! How is that? I don't even understand how <laughs> this is like looked at on VAR and is still given. In
0: what world, dude? He's
1: just—I this... don't understand. They're running next to each other, and then next minute, Salah's dead
0: somehow. He's done a somersault. He's done a forward tumble. It's from what contact? From what? From what action? And yeah. the most remarkable thing is, in the wake of all of these penalties, there's been hardly any conversation about it.
1: Uh, I, yeah, well, I'm I'm hoping we will get some more of that conversation throughout the week as more, I guess, like the Guardian and other places do their pieces and upload their I wonder, material. But I, I highlight like the breath. the officiating in the Premier League is just right up there with Scotland at the moment. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but the worst thing is they have they have
0: bar there to help them out as well and they don't. It's not making it any better. It's it's finding things that aren't there. Yeah, You know, this, there was a good stat. This is the first day in PL history, five plus games where more than 50% of the goals have come from the penalty spot. Yeah. Where, you know, 11 goals and seven of them were from the penalties. It's just, yeah, it's turning into a very technical, it's, a, it's American football in a way where you're looking for flagrants and all this crap. Yeah. Right. So that's sounds- the pitch.
1: I'm not going to give any. We're not going to talk about the actual game in general because it was one nil. Thanks That's to that. Anyway. So well done, well done, Liverpool. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's Stephen <clears throat> Gerrard. But um, next on my list. So I'm getting. I'm start, I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just. You know. Voice is crackling. You can. You can great. laugh all you like. I've got a tear in my eye. I've got a tear in my eye. Football is dead. Next on my list. Uh, list of people to be executed. <laughs> James Madison.
0: Uh, we don't mean that, Azio. Yeah, we don't. But yes, agree. Never
1: play again. Cut his legs
0: off. Never let him play never again. Never again for him. Never again. Well, Disgusting. It's a, you know fucking joke. At least, at least this defender at least had a nibble at him. He mm. has you know left his legs in and done the. Yeah. It, this is the, this is the great this is the great pose where the hands go back and the legs go up and the yeah. head flicks back like they've been in like a crucial this, uh, like roller coaster accident. It's.
1: <laughs> Madison has no intention of. Playing the ball there. No, he knows he's, he's left. Doing. He's just flopping. He's just going to ground well before he even gets to the guy. Um, mm-hmm. Why has it become a thing now where players are more. We saw it with. Or we just talked about it before with Yengi. had a chance to shoot. Exactly. Why Take are players, shot, players are more worried about drawing the contact and playing for the foul in the penalty box than actually doing something dangerous with the ball? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and it just
0: kills me. As like, a fan of the game, it kills me. You're exactly right. Um, I think just on that though, uh, Leicester did smash Newcastle. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, they did. They were. They uh, did, they they did they play won. some.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did play. Uh, Madison in good form. Uh, last six games, he's scored four. He's provided four assists. not up twelve key passes. Bagged the hat trick. Man of the match awards. Yeah, and you want this guy not to play again?
1: <laughs> I told you, I'm being visceral. I'm giving you my initial emotions which is always what I the best feel play. on first viewing on of these. I'm giving you what I feel from that. All right. He's a very yeah. good player and I yeah, love watching him play. Uh, I was just completely disgusted he, by it. He's it just, just a dirty dog. It's like when you, uh, I don't know if you ever I used to watch cycling a lot. <laughs> I used to watch cycling a lot. And then like, it would come out five years later that literally every cunt ever has cheated. You're like, Oh, well, I guess I don't like any of them. Cause uh I'm going to find out in 10 years that they're
0: all cheats, so I guess fuck it <laughs> All
1: this right, just, next.
0: it's much quicker for us to make our minds up now.
1: <laughs> next one. All right, this one, at least. No this players out gonna... one. No, nah, no
0: no, 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 no no, no, no
1: no. We're saving that. That's a because that's you know well... this is uh no players are going to be harmed during this one, but uh, some referees could probably be on the chopping block, I think. There we go. Make them walk the plank. Yep. Hit them off. Uh, Parts of the Caribbean. Get them out on the pearl. Moutinho's handball. I'm doing large quotation marks with my hands here. uh, Jean Moutinho's handball against Manchester City. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I just don't understand what they're looking at. They have a look at it on a replay. They've got VAR there. Nah, it's good. Nah, it's good. We'll go with it. Seems like a pen. The, cl-
0: the closest thing I can deduce from it is like it comes up off of his body into his armpit. And I mean, I guess the armpit is is the arm because the uh, arm is in the title. But if it's not, if he didn't <laughs> have any arms,
1: if jo- if Gio Martino was a professional footballer with no arms, that ball is still being blocked by him. Isn't
0: it? It is. No, it is. It certainly is. It'd be funny too because
1: um, he wouldn't have very good balance, and he'd probably
0: it'd <laughs> probably fall over. He'd be really shit in the challenge. I just yeah, it's maybe maybe more more suited to foosball than football. <laughs> he's uh, he's very harshly dubbed by here. Definitely, it's not like City didn't deserve the win um, based on the play, but well, they should have scored a legal goal. They should. They should have scored a league goal. Bernardo Silva had a good chance, and yeah. there was a couple others. Sterling. Uh, just, can you see a pattern emerging, Sam? Is there a pattern emerging here somewhere? This week there, there is. Crazy yeah. coincidence. That's uh No, we're not getting
1: conspiratorial. I just, I'm just making a list of people to, to be removed from the game permanently. That's all. <laughs> and this referee's on the list, and so is VAR yeah. and whoever it was. I don't know about that linesman. I don't know how much he had to do with it, but. Uh, we're watching him closely next week. That's what. Oh, most definitely. Whoever you were, we're watching. I'm watching you. Me, a stranger on the internet in Australia, is watching you personally to make sure that you don't fuck up again. All right. <laughs> Get your shit together. All right. Uh, what about? Should we talk about him and his red card as well while we're here yeah. while we're on this game? <laughs> yeah. Um, I. <laughs> I don't have a lot of complaints. Oh, it's banter error. That's what it's- it is. It's poor from Raul. Maybe the concussion, maybe the head knock, still kind of hurting him a bit. Um, he yeah. had a... Definitely and, lost some it, temperament. Was it him and Neves who had a head clash earlier in this game? Before that? Oh, did they? I missed it. Yeah, that. yeah. No, I didn't wasn't referring that. to his fractured skull because I could see oh, you, right. I could see you sniggering at me I thought that, that was a but... funny joke. No, didn't no, actually. no. I'm not joking about his fractured skull. God, who do you think okay. I am? Jesus. My bad. It says moment, more on me, right? Moments ago, I wanted footballers executed, but now I'm... I think there's still one to come. I don't want to make jokes about <laughs> fractured skulls. Uh, yeah. A brain fade on morals. his part. Him and
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Just not not thinking clearly, is he? No. Um, the only...
1: <laughs> I guess the only thing... To take out of that is again, you just hate to see it. It, like it's there, it's it's definitely they're both yellows. Fine with that. Okay. The referees, the referee's giving it, that's all good. I don't think I've ever played a game of soccer where another player has gotten a red card for something like that. And I've started cheering.
0: (laughs) And and applauded
1: and clapping to the referee and stuff like while you're standing out there on the pitch like that. I don't I don't it's that's weird to me. You're Manchester City, you're above this. You have the yeah. best players in the world. Uh, just get on with the game, and do your job. All right. Yep. We'll move on to the last one on this list and almost our last item for today's pod: the Manchester United penalty against Norwich. Where do we sit on this one? It's it, you know it's the most
0: penalty of all the penalties. It's the most is, penalty of all the penalties. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, he does get across blind side of him. I compare it to the one that Halloran wasn't given. Uh, where he runs across the, the blind side of Davidson in the first half, and this is where I fall on this. If you're going to give one, it'd be great to see it consistently given. Um, it's just not. It's not in the prem. It's not in the A League. It's not consistently given anywhere. It seems yeah. to be more situational as to when these penalties are awarded.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. No problems with this one being a penalty. I'm not. I'm calm now. It's okay. No one's getting. I had a big, big gulp of water. No one's walking the plank. No one's being getting their legs cut off. No one's being executed. It's all right, Azio. You can turn off now. Um, this is, yeah, this is the most penalty. But like you said, I just want to see it given more often if we are going to give them. If we're giving these, they got to be given every time it happens. So, mm, yes, which because it happens not all the, the time, happens all the fucking time, a lot. So, we're, we're either giving them or we're not. I don't care either way, to be honest. Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I don't care either. You know, really, at this point, at I would prefer point.
0: to never talk about penalties again, but at, here we are. Here we are.
1: <laughs> we'll do it all again next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Penalty review. That should, that should be the name of the show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, mate, well, do you want to? Do you want to change it? Penalty review? Change it mid-pod. We just review penalties all, all night. Yeah. Oh, That's all we God, do. Yeah. All we do is review penalties. Across the world. I have one more question for you in relation to all these. Write that down. Yeah. All those penalties given over the weekend. Mm-hmm. The night shift football age old question. Rigged or shit?
0: Rigged or shit. It is most certainly rigged. You know me. Oh, wow. I'm a mad. You've mad gone for the tinfoil. Foil, well, it's you? all the, you know, the, the current theme is Super League clubs. And yeah, I've got no more tinfoil left, Sam. It's all, it's on my roof. It's on all the, and my all the fucking cables and antennas.
1: My bet is that all the referees are double vaxed, yeah. and therefore have some uh, Bill Gates five G circling through them. <laughs> uh, people in power have the trigger to control that those five Gs, and have now made those referees inexplicably, inexplicably award penalties.
0: It's very Kingsman, isn't it? So I, I guess um, I have
1: to apologize to all those referees. I just tore shreds off. Cause they're, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's not their fault.
0: No, no, I agree. Um, It's just, it's a coincidence, isn't it? It's just a big old, big Big old, old funny old
1: coincidence. (laughs) Strange things happen in football all the time. And that's why we fucking love it. And we'll, we'll do it all again. Another time we'll do it all again. It'll happen. All right. I don't know if we even have any other football to talk about here. Like, I was just quickly going to mention.
0: You thought you thought the result of one of these games was different to what it actually was coming up. So that would have been.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, it's because I went to bed because it was 5 a.m. But. You psychopath. <laughs> just quickly. I'll just quickly touch on uh, Germany because uh, after mm. Dortmund's loss last week to Bayern, Bayern skipped away. And then this week, both Dortmund and Bayern were 1-0 down at halftime. Dortmund were able to come back and get a point, but Bayern came back and got a win, so they've stretched a little gap at the uh, top there. Okay. Over yep. in Italy, Juve drew away from home with our boys, Venezia. We're all hey. about them. we're all on the Venice bandwagon at the moment. Prettiest
0: um, team in the world. Yeah, they got a point, so unlucky, Juve. Eat it. Uh, I've read that uh, Juve have now dropped more points in games and they've picked up points in games, so yes. their season not going well. No.
1: And uh, the other grounds, Milan drew one all away to Udinese, who are in form. Udinese. a beat Lazio. Big result there for them. Uh, Lazio just dropping off the face of the earth at the moment. Napoli dropping off the face of the earth. Lost 1-0 at home to Empoli. They've now dropped from first a week ago to fourth. Ooh, um, not looking good for them. Atalanta have jumped them. And Inter have jumped everybody and gone top. So that's Italy. Ugh. That's Germany. That's unreal. Yeah. Um, did you catch the Madrid derby? We haven't talked about Spain this season really
0: at all. And it's like, half we haven't, a had. Year. It. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I think it's just the nature of, I mean, maybe it's on our part because it looks kind of intriguing now that the top yeah. spot is sewn up by Real Madrid. I thought in a game they were complete, well, not completely dominant, but mostly dominant, but barely created a chance and still somehow won 2 0. Yeah.
1: Just, a, I guess, a clinical. Interesting clinical performance from them mm. Benzema absolutely tearing it up since Ronaldo left the club he's just mm. has assumed the mantle above look and one. beyond it's like he's just getting oh like better with age uh, a fine wine if you will um uh who got the second goal Asensio nice finish for the second goal they look Atletico
0: don't look too troubling so
1: Real Madrid look off and away in this one
0: yeah Atleti 13 points behind now um, you know, maybe in danger of even missing a Champions League spot, given some of the clubs in and around. I uh, know we were taking com- some uh, some interest in Real Betis, uh, yep. Sevilla, yep. obviously, Real Vallecano. There's a few good teams in there. All of them above Barcelona at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, just, just running through it, Real Madrid are eight points ahead of Sevilla in second. And then there's one point between Sevilla and Betis. That's a derby, those two as well, sitting second and third. Atletico, fourth. Ralph Sociedad, fifth. And Rayo Vallecano, who are a yo-yo club, um, up and down, relegated often, promoted often, sitting sixth with Valencia, seventh, and then Barcelona in lowly eighth. And they look like, from what I saw of their game last night, they look like they should probably be like 88th. Yeah,
0: they're a rabble, total rabble. They suck they do there's some games where they're not terrible um, but largely they suck i i just i don't think i've seen a big club since maybe arsenal in such a dire rebuilding phase from once former glories yeah but they've got talent and they've got expensive players and well-rated youngsters yeah just- they they do
1: they just i don't know xavi's probably going to need some time with course, this yeah. looking he at them last it. night they played that weird 3-3-3-1 thing which I don't know how that gives you any defensive structure at all but congratulations you do what you want uh cm de Jong, though I do love watching this guy play he's an absolute star did I say cm de young you did
0: say cm I was waiting for you it's not what I
1: meant was it no you meant Frankie Frankie de Jong. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking cm de Jong because I think Luke Luke de hmm C brother that shit bastard yeah up front for Barcelona is <laughs> for Luke de Jong to be playing up front for Barcelona. I,
0: I feel like I could still, I could probably get a game for like, mate, him and Depay, it gives me hope. I haven't played for four years.
1: Depay is a good player, but yeah, but Luke Barcelona. de Jong, There was, I was watching, there was a few times in the first half where like the ball came came long and it was like kind of flicked on by a midfielder towards de Jong and he's like, it's kind of just bouncing off the side of his hip and stuff or like <laughs> off his thigh. Bounces off his thigh, up into the air, and then a defender comes and just takes it away from him. And they went on this counter attack where they got through, it was like three on two. And the guy on the left squared it to Diong, and then he had just to play just had to play one more pass to the guy on the right. He went to play that pass and he just hit it with his purse. Didn't get anything <laughs> on it. And the defenders just cleared it. It's like, oh my god, this guy sucks. So yeah, if he's still playing, I reckon I'm still a chance to play A League if he's okay. playing for Barcelona. That's the equivalent.
0: That's the equivalent.
1: Maybe, maybe bigger. Maybe bigger. I could probably go bigger if he's still. You could go If bigger. he's playing for Barcelona, I can go
0: bigger than A League. If I mean, if the A League doesn't you know sign you up, there's always chances to go to Italy. You go like to Barcelona. So do maybe yes, precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Be a goal situation. We're gonna get um. We're gonna get out here and have a look at you. Yeah,
1: Glenn Foy. Yeah, find the next. I've forgotten his name. I've forgotten the goal guy's name. Santiago. Yeah, find the next Santiago. There you go. Thanks for the help. All right. I think we've probably done enough today. We've gotten very. We've gotten very. Uh, Predates emotional, and we've covered some we... ground here. Well, I got very emotional. I just right. usually just... it's you. Usually it's yeah, you. yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I tried to keep it under wraps today because leads were yeah. so evidently dicked. So there was no need for me to get upset. Yeah.
1: Um, and we shared mutual frustrations on uh, Adelaide United just being shit. Yeah, dude. What a grim weekend. It's gloomy yeah. outside. I'm, I'm gloomy inside. Yeah. Not to worry. Not to worry. It'll all go on this week. There'll be more games. There'll be more crap yeah. to talk about. And we will come back next week and do that. So thanks for listening. If you did, if you didn't, you won't hear me anyway. <laughs>
0: so what does it matter?
1: So what does it matter? <laughs> Cheers, Joe, for getting in touch. Cheers, everyone else. Cheers for the backing. We'll see you all next week.